Welcome back for part two on the three mistakes I've been making as a mother. And today I will give you those last two mistakes. And of course, we have Amma to shed her light upon how we can try to do better as mamas. And they're not really mistakes. They're just things that I know I can do better. And I hope you learn from my mistakes, quote unquote, mistakes. And let's dig into it. Hey, Mama, welcome to the Nurturing Parent Podcast. Do you want to end the constant battles for bath time? Do you find yourself emotionally exhausted at the end of the day? Do you wake up with big hopes for a smooth day of fun with your little ones, only to face an early morning meltdown because you peeled their banana the wrong way? Really you. Really you. Hey, I'm Serena. I'm a mama of two little ones. And as a new mama, I constantly question myself. I wanted to make sure I was raising respectful kids while also building a strong bond with them. But I discovered that I had to unlearn my ideas that punishment was the way. With Amalisa's encouragement, I've been practicing a respectful and gentle parenting approach, which is strengthening our bond as a family. And hi, I'm Amalisa. Amma means grandmother in Icelandic. I am a mama and an amma. And I have over 40 years of experience in child care and parent coaching. And I am so excited to share the knowledge I've gained over these years with you. Together in this podcast, each week we will explore some easy to implement skills you can add to your parenting tool belt to help you create a happy, thriving family. All right, your next uh, quote-unquote mistake was losing your cool with your kids. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So first off, it's going to (laughs) happen. You are going to lose control. You are going to lose it. You are going to yell. You are going to say things you wish you hadn't said. It's going to happen. It's normal. You're human. None of us are perfect. The job of parenting has no perfect way of being. There are some ways that are more helpful and other ways that are more destructive. And we're all learning together. And that's one of the things I love about this episode, Serena, is that you're willing to really just be vulnerable with us and say, here's some things that I'm in the process of learning. Yeah. So thank you for that. No problem. So the problem with losing our control, losing our cool, sorry, losing our cool with our kids is that it undermines the connection. You know, from your own experience, either as an adult or as a child, when someone yells at you or verbally attacks you in some way, you don't feel quite so loving and friendly and, you know, compassionate towards that person. There's a whole lot of other feelings that come up, right? Mm -hmm. So the connection gets kind of broken. What we want to do, we're going to aim for catching ourselves before we lose it. That's the tricky part. And I've said this before, but it's like when you start to feel that, and it might come up really fast for you, And that's what rage and anger and upset does. It often is like from zero to 29,000, right? Mm -hmm. Boom, you're there. You've lost it. And 
after this conversation, you might feel that gas pedal being hit right as it goes boom, right? Mm -hmm. And then the next time you might feel your foot going to that gas pedal and you're going to lose it. And then the the next time you're going to go. So every time you notice it, that's the beginning of being able to shift it and change it. Noticing is the first step to change and transformation. I've said that before. I'll say it again. (laughs) So what can you do when you feel like you're going to lose it, lose your cool and setting yourself up for success so that you don't lose your cool? One thing you can do if you have lost it or you're about to lose it, whichever part of the pendulum of learning to change this behavior you're in. So you've just lost it. You've just yelled. You've just said something you don't want to say, or you're about to, I want you to stop, stop talking, (laughs) take a really deep breath, put your hand on your heart. Another hand, if you've got two hands to use, you might be holding a child. We don't know if you can, a hand on the heart, if you can, a hand on the belly, one or both, and take a deep breath in. And when you take a deep breath in, your belly extends. We've talked about breathing before. It sounds kind of silly and way too simple. And I just made you yawn. That's awesome. (laughs) What it does is it resets our nervous system. As soon as you take that deep breath into that belly, the lower part of your belly, okay? Sitting down can help. If you're in a place where you can just sit, that can help. It really does. And sometimes you can't just focus on your belly because your brain wants you to say things or wants you to yell and it's in a reactive mode. So then you can go 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 20, 18, 17, oh, 18, 16, 15, oh, 18, 16, 14, 12, 10, 8, 6, 4, 2. So count in multiples. Go up and come back down if you can. And you'll notice when I'm in that upset, I can't think about how to, how, how, how do I count by twos backwards? <gasps> and then if you slow it down, you can. Again, it's a very simple, but very effective way to calm your nervous system down. And that's what you need to do. When we lose it, when we lose our cool, as you called it, we are in fight or flight. We, our children need us to be their anchor. They need us to be the calm in their storm. They're probably in a storm and you're losing it because they're in a storm. Mm-hmm. Or they're completely ignoring you and what you need them to do right now so you can get out the door so you can get to the appointment in time and you're losing it because they're ignoring you. Losing it isn't going to help you get out the door sooner and it isn't going to help you get to that appointment with happiness and, you know, connectivity. Yes, yes. Right? that's exactly yeah. why, why I said that this is a mistake I make because 
it doesn't help. And being able to just stop and not react and not have that outburst helps the situation and how I want it to go. And yeah. losing my cool does the opposite effect. So yeah, I've been working on that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And there was another podcast episode you wanted to point to here, right? Yes, we do go into depth about this in episode number 51, five ways to self-regulate yourself in the midst of chaos. Awesome. And I think I even went into a little different depth here with the counting and the and the sitting down. Sitting down is amazing. Yeah. Okay. And then your third piece, what was your third quote unquote mistake? Third thing you wanted to work on to do differently? Not being prepared for the Not day. Not being prepared for the day. We've talked about in a number of episodes previously, the power of pre-paving. Pre-paving is setting ourselves up for something before it happens. We, I've talked about doing that with your children, you know, saying, okay, after breakfast, we're going to get our outside clothes on and we're going to walk to the park. I'm so excited to go to the park. And then after the park, well, actually, when we're at the park, let's find a picnic bench to sit down or a bench to sit down on and have some snack. And then after we have our snack, maybe we'll play a little longer and just to describe what's going to happen next, right? After we have our snack, then we could walk home. And I wonder what we'll find on our walk home today. Will we find pine cones? Will there be flowers blooming? What would we find today? I wonder, you know, and sort of build up some intrigue while you're describing what will happen during the next portion of the day. Then when we get home again, we'll take off our boots and our coats and we'll put them where they go. And then we'll come in and we'll make some lunch together. And after lunch, it'll be nap time. And you don't have to go through their whole day. But when we do that for our children, we're also doing it for ourselves to really remind ourselves, right, we're going to have a snack when we're at the park. So I need to remember to put the snack in the backpack. I need to remember to bring water with us when we go places in the car or on walks. Always bring snacks, always bring water. You know, tired, thirsty, hungry children can have many more meltdowns than children who are nourished, not thirsty. Yeah. And well-nourished. Yeah. For the, in the same way, pre-paving the day for yourself. When you go to bed at night, you know, just before you tuck in for the night, think about the morning. What are the things you need to do? Is there an appointment you need to get out the door for? Is there, you know, some project that you've been wanting to do with the kids? Is there a place, a destination you want to get to? What is your morning going to look like? And you can do it in segments for your day. But we want to remember that keeping our children well-nourished and well-hydrated is top priority. Keeping our children well-rested is top priority when any of us are hungry or thirsty or tired. We are not at our best. Our children will not be at their best (laughs) if they are hungry or thirsty or tired. So setting your day up with an example of how that's, how the day is going to go 
And when you're at breakfast, you can start paving the way to lunch out loud and it'll help you and it'll help your children. Stay with us. We'll be right back. A family of blue people from the bright yellow planet take a fantabulous summer vacation trip all over the universe. Young Haon gets kidnapped by giant rats and the whole family almost gets danced to death in outer space, but they still manage to go to intergalactic beaches, county fairs, nightclubs, motels, and they go shopping. On the podcast, I'll read from my middle grade novel version and I'll play songs from the album. So come here, Space Vacation, the musical, and remember, the universe is like a song. This one, I say it's a mistake because I'll get to the fridge for lunch and oof, they're hungry now and I have to cook something. There's nothing mm. that I can prepare quickly or, you know, we because that took time. Now we're going into nap time and now they're overtired and maybe they don't even mm. want to eat by the time food is ready. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, or they Ugh. can't go to sleep by the time they're in bed because they're overtired and overstimulated. Yeah. Yeah. So that that can if I don't wake up and you're right it doesn't have to take a lot of time but for me to actually just think we'll do an art project after lunch and either I'll just bring out some marker it can be so simple but just knowing what we want to do because Mm -hmm. if not also the day feels like it's dragging and it's not a fun day for either us parents or for our kids and Mm -hmm. I'll share with you as a preschool teacher and now as a private child care, um, I, I do private child care provider. <clears throat> we have, you know, a kind of a format, a day that the ways, the days, a way that the days flow. <laughs> so right now I have a three hour morning with my little guy. For the last three years, I had six and eight and nine hour days with my other little guy. Right now I have a three hour morning. He arrives at nine o'clock. It's free playtime. He at around 10 o'clock, it's time for toilet. Then there's a story. Then there's snack. Then we tidy up things to put away for the rest of the afternoon, the rest of the morning. And then we go for our walk. Very soon after he had been coming to visit with me, come to spend mornings with me, and he only comes two mornings a week, but he would say, oh, okay, I've I've done my pee. Do I choose my story now? Can I choose my story now? You know, and so he knows what's coming next. And this week it was snowy and I I personally can't go for walks in the snow because I have physical limitations. So he knows that on snowy days, we're going to spend the whole morning on my covered porch. So then I said to him when it was coming up time for toileting and that, you know, 10 o'clock and that sort of cascades the rest of the morning. I said, okay, now we get to choose how we want to spend the rest of our morning because we won't go for our walk. So then I prepaved what that could look like. So if your day is going to change from your normal routine, what are the options? 
So then I said, you know, it's time to do the toilet and then it's story time and then it's snack time. And then normally we go for a walk for our last hour. We have a whole hour. We could have lots of stories. You could have some more art time. You could have some more free play time over there with the house and the fire station that you like to play with. Like what? And you could choose. And, you know, we could start with one thing and then you can move on. To, so what I'm saying is when you have the foundation of, and I recommend for you who are at home mamas, have a pattern to your day. You get up in the morning, this happens. You do this and this, and then it's breakfast. After breakfast, you get your outside gear on and you go for your walk, depending on when their nap times are, right? It's all going to revolve around getting food into them and having nap times. Yes. And you want those to be at regular times because their bodies will adjust and their minds will start to expect those things also. So yeah, so having those patterns to your day, they rely on them. They come to rely on them. He knows when he arrives, he goes almost every morning. He has a real good look at the new art activities and the new <laughs> science table activities and the puzzles that I've chosen to put out that day. And he has a look around and then he goes and plays with the house and the fire station. That's his pattern, right? And at different times, he'll do different things and he'll almost always touch all of those things, but he has his patterning and he's very comfortable with it. Children thrive with regularity and patterns because they get to depend on their days going a certain way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And it's like um, a magic power that you early educators have that we need we need as stay at home moms so i love that uh, it's a superpower <laughs> <laughs> early childhood educator superpower and really all it is is that we went to school and we learned some stuff yeah. about how to do stuff right yeah. and think about it i didn't just have one two year old when i worked in my first daycare when i was 20 years old i had 14 two-year-olds, <laughs> 14 toddlers. There were three adults wow. and 14 toddlers. You have to have some parameters around how things happen. And for me, in my early learning centers where I was a supervisor, they weren't rigid. There was a flow, but mm -hmm. they always had an order because the children can then relax into that order. Mm-hmm. It becomes safe and there's security there, right? Yeah. We can we can reach so much deeper levels of this nurturing parenting, this nurturing childcare that we're striving for when we create environments where our children feel safe and secure. Mm -hmm. So just to recap, you know, from the beginning <laughs> of this two-part episode, <laughs> um, wanting to control everything, we need to do the learning around that and how to release the stuff that doesn't matter. Like you said, I love how you started that out, Serena. And the losing con our cool piece, how to stop that reactionary patterning in ourselves, 
and then the pre-paving for our days together and the creating of that early learning superpower, bringing that into <laughs> our home. <laughs> it's really, really empowering for ourselves as the parents who are, you know, 24 seven, mm -hmm. not for us preschoolers. Like we, you know, we might have your children for three hours or in a daycare, we might have them for eight, but then we get to go home for the day. You guys are in it 24 seven. I've been in it 24 seven. I get it. Yeah. And these tools really help. Yes. Thank you so much, Emma, for sharing them. You're so welcome. Thank you for bringing them up. It's of course beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sharing. Thank you. <laughs> All right, mamas. We hope you got some useful tools and that you noticed and you're aware. And like we say, know better, do better. <laughs> <laughs> That's I love that. I don't know where that came up from recently, but you've been saying it and I love it because that's, <laughs> I mean, for me, that's actually what life is all about. Yes. I may not have my own children in my own home full time anymore. And I'll tell you, the life learning has not stopped in my world. <laughs> I'm still learning how to be a better grandmother all the time and a better mother. My child may be, you know, in her late 30s now, but I'm still learning, I hope, how to be a better mama. Always. Yes. <laughs> Once a mama, always a mama. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Take care. We love mama. you. All right, mamas. I told you that this was going to be a lighter episode than last week, and I think it was. <laughs> so to share with you my three gems from this episode, number one is every time you notice it, that's the beginning of being able to shift it and change it. So when you feel that rage and anger, you feel like you're going to go from zero to a thousand real quick. Just aim for catching yourself before you lose it. Like I'm going to say, take a deep breath. You can take a seat. That really helps you bring it down and just catch yourself before you let it all out, before you let the flames fly out of your mouth like a dragon. <laughs> then number two is keeping our kids well-nourished and rested is top priority and working your schedule around that. And I am going to admit with lots of mom guilt, it's not always my priority and I'm working on it. Sometimes I like to be adventurous and I'm like, let's go to the park. But I know it's about to cut into lunchtime and they're going to get hangry and then it's going to affect nap time. And then it's a domino effect the rest of the day. And I need to stop trying to be so spontaneous <laughs> with my little ones. <laughs> And a reminder, too, we aren't the best when we're hungry or tired. So why do we expect our kids to be? And then lastly, number three is that children thrive with regularity and patterns. And I'll admit again, I'm really horrible at this. I try to be spontaneous, and that's not the way to be when you have littles. So... A schedule seems kind of restricting for me, but just knowing that your days should have a flow and a pattern and that our kids really do thrive in that. They thrive knowing what's expected of them, what is coming to them in their day. We probably most likely love surprises when they're gifts, but we don't like when they're thrown at us on a daily basis. So let's keep the patterns and the flows for our kiddos. And yeah, good luck, mamas. Mm -hmm.
Thank you, Mama. <laughs> Thank you for being here with us. <laughs> okay, how cute was that? <laughs> Thanks for being here with us. Hit subscribe to get notified. And hey, did you get anything out of this episode? I know I did. Show some love and send it to your mama friends to bless their day too. And before you run and change that diaper, take five seconds and leave us a review saying how much you love us. You'll be helping other mamas find us. Did you know that? And hopefully find answers to the questions that are keeping them awake at night. And... If you screenshot your review and DM it to us, you will be entered to win a one-hour coaching call at a discounted price with Amalisa. I can't wait to chat with you. Come hang out with us in our Facebook group or on Instagram. Just click the links in the show notes and you can direct message us anytime. We would love to chat with you. We also have a buy me a coffee option for a fun way that you can support this podcast for just as much as you care to give. Just click the show support link in our show notes. Thank you. Thank you. See you next week. See you next week.